Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. Johnson Wealth and Income Management and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are not associated entities. Johnson Wealth and Income Management is a franchisee of the Retirement Income Store. The Retirement Income Store and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are associated entities. Welcome to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson, powered by the Retirement Income Store and brought to you by Johnson Wealth and Income Management. Are you living the life you want? Are you prepared for retirement as you believe you should be? What are your goals for retirement and how are you going to reach them? In the next 30 minutes of today's program, let's explore the principles necessary to live the capitalized life and the retirement of your dreams. Now, here's this week's Capitalized Life and Retirement program with your host, Matthew Johnson. And welcome to this episode of the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management. And I am so thankful to have all of you here this morning. Today's episode is powered by the Retirement Income Store, the place that retirees go for income. I just thank you for the time that you take to turn on the radio Saturday morning. Maybe you're out in the garage. Maybe you're tooling around. Maybe you're sitting in front of the television and you've got it on mute, but you're listening to the radio show, drinking your cup of coffee. Maybe you're at the kitchen table. I really don't care. Maybe you're driving. Either which way, I just so appreciate your attendance. And I thank you for all the valuable feedback that all of you have given us I love the questions. I love the comments. I love all of the feedback that you give us from week to week with regards to our radio program. And it's just so very fulfilling to be able to read those comments. And today I get to share the microphone with a very special guest. This is one of the most special women that's in my life. Her name is Amanda. She is a fully licensed financial advisor. I am thankful to be able to call her partner in my business and just what a blessing she has been to myself, our business, our clients especially. And so welcome, Amanda. Thank you for being on my radio program. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. You're welcome. So today I really wanted something a little unique because, you know, as a woman, I know working with the hundreds of clients that we get to work with every single year, it's been a concern. It's really been you know, something that you've brought up to me time and time again with regards to women in investing. And I thought, gosh, what a perfect person to have as a host on my radio program than another woman, right? And I've seen it. You've seen it. I think when it comes to investing for retirement, when it comes to just investing in general, I often hear from women that they're very intimidated by the topic of investing for retirement, you know, and gosh, maybe it's something that they happen to live with, you know, a spouse and maybe he's a bit of a control freak, you know, who knows, but they're not involved, right? They don't have the sweat equity in the savings for retirement. Maybe they don't want to be involved. They just kind of, they're on cruise control. They let their spouse handle it. And so tell me from your perspective as a woman working with other women, what do you see are some of the reasons why women just don't get involved in investing? Sure. So I think feeling intimidated is something that is absolutely true. I know as a woman before I got into the financial services industry, it was a pretty scary time because you are literally feeling your way through the dark. And that is the only way, in my opinion, to find the light switch and turn that baby on. So I really encourage the women that I meet with today to 
ask the stupid questions. There are no dumb questions. And I feel like that's probably the number one reason that women don't step forward in their own financial life because of intimidation. Now, another thing that I have seen the most of is with a spouse, you know, couples, uh, husband and wife. I find that a lot of women kind of just let the husband handle things. You know, maybe he has more of the financial knack. Maybe he just has a brain for it. He just really wants to help and provide for the family. I know that that's kind of a man's place in the family is to provide and, and manage the finances and things of that nature. So a lot of women feel like they got it. And they don't need to inspect it. They don't need to question. They don't need to do any of that. But guess what? It's your money too. It's your savings. It's your financial life. And, you know, I know it's kind of unsavory to think about, but at some point you might be on your own. And when that time comes, let's say something happens to your husband and he's been the one who has been controlling and taking care of the finances and the financial home that now is in your hands. Well, guess what? Your learning curve is no longer a curve. It is straight up and down. And you don't know which way is up and which direction to turn to. Who does he work with? You know, what is he invested in? There's just so many questions. And all the while you're grieving. You've just lost your husband, right? So this is probably the last thing that you specifically want to focus on when you're grieving a loss in your family. Finances are the furthest thing from your mind. And meanwhile, you have to deal with it because now it's only on you. And again, that becomes a very dark situation where you are literally feeling your way through the dark, looking, praying for the light switch. So if you have questions about our discussion today, I'd like you to reach out to me at 866 866- 2903837 If you have questions, we will answer them. So take the first step, reach out at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. Many years ago, I was dealing with a gentleman who had come in for a consultation and this guy was a do-it-yourselfer and he in a previous life when he was working, he had basically been an accountant for a business. And so he was very savvy. He had all the sophisticated tools and the skill set to be able to invest for retirement. And I could sense that this guy was in there for a particular reason. He was a very successful investor, do it yourself, or he watched it. In fact, that was one of his wife's complaints when they were on vacation. He could never like pull himself off from the computer screen, right? Because he was always watching, you know, this stock and that mutual fund and so on and so forth. But he was there for a reason, and I kept feeling this sense that he was there for a reason. And I just finally came to this place where I said, is there a particular reason why you were here? Because, you know, from a performance standpoint, he really didn't seem to need me, right? He was doing fine on his own. And that's when he came forward and he said, I guess it's time for me to put all the cards on the table. He said, my family, especially the men in my family, suffer from Alzheimer's. And I said, okay. And he said, well, you know, if you know anything about Alzheimer's, it's like one day you just wake up and you've fallen off the cliff, like it's gone. And he said, I'm extremely nervous that one day that's going to happen to me. I'm going to wake up and all of this is going to be on my wife. And my wife doesn't have any clue about what I'm doing. And I think I need to just involve myself with another advisor that I know I can trust. So when that day happens, she doesn't feel lost. 
And so I think that that directly correlates with what you're saying. Mm -hmm. You know, he knew life expectancy was going to be shorter for him than for his spouse. But he also knew he might be alive and not mentally there to be able to help provide for her. And it was going to be all on her, right? And it doesn't have to be Alzheimer's. It could be a car accident. It could be a heart attack on the front steps, right? Anything. And now that wife, that spouse is all on their own. And they don't know who to turn to because there's never been a relationship. They've never been engaged, right? So what are some things education-wise that you would suggest to women to start to do to become more involved? What are some simple steps that they could take to be more involved? What would you say? Well, I would say to anyone who is a spouse and you're kind of in the situation that we've been talking about, if your husband is the one who's kind of at the head of the household, you know, as a woman, we have typically, now this is not true for everyone, but typically we do have a little bit more of an empathetic ear, especially for our husbands. And so I think that it's really important just to get involved. Like I said, there is no dumb question. Look at different things that you have in your life as far as the accounts that you have, the types of money that you have. And really, I would definitely recommend, we have some of our clients who really say the husband comes in by himself because he's the one who handles it. I encourage you, if you have an appointment with a professional in your life, whether it's your CPA, whether it's your attorney, maybe making your estate plan, whether it's your financial advisor, go to those appointments. It is so important. And if you feel like you don't have the time, make the time because that's the opportunity to ask questions, to look at what you have, what you're invested in. And like I said, even if you don't know the right questions to ask, just do it anyway. Do it and ask the questions because you're never going to find out unless you do. And you know, that's a good point. We call it women's intuition after all, right? Mm-hmm. And I have found that women actually make it. This, this is the irony now. I personally find after 23 years of being a fiduciary, I find that women are actually better investors than that of men. And that's because women are very tuned into different things, you know, like guys. And, and this is no mark against guys because... You know, obviously there's some very successful male investors out there, Mm -hmm. but we're kind of more inclined to put points on the board, right? We like the excitement. We like being able to score the home runs and all those sorts of things. But yet women, I think, are more intuitive to be thinking down the road, right? Mm -hmm. They're thinking about the what ifs. And what they do is they balance out the male. They balance out the counterpart, right? And they come from this different place in their heart and their mind when they're investing. And it really complements what the man is doing. And I also think that there's an accountability. Like I've watched financial advisors that squirm when the woman is in the room, right? I've personally seen that. I've heard the stories where financial advisors don't like the hard questions that women ask. But you know what? Accountability is part of being a financial advisor, isn't it? Absolutely. That's the reason that we're fiduciaries. We don't work off from commission. We're fiduciaries. That means that we've got to do for the client what's in the client's best interest. Mm -hmm. And so as a result, I do. I'm so much like you in the sense that I encourage the men, if they're the breadwinner or they've got the main majority of the retirement, to always bring their spouse in. Number one, because I want that spouse to get to know me as the advisor. Number Mm -hmm. two, 
I want them to ask questions to not feel so intimidated. I want to be able to help explain to them in simple terms what they have their money in, what it's doing, why it's there, and answer all those hard questions. That's a part of the accountability. And I also think that, you know, a lot of financial advisors will tend to talk circles, not only around women, but also just around investors in general with a lot of fancy jargon and, you know, different things happening in the market. Well, you know, that might be a sign that maybe your particular advisor might not be the best suited to educate you. So education is something that's extremely important. And if you don't feel comfortable asking those questions, it might be time to look at someone else who you can actually understand and learn from. Oh, man, you have just stumbled across something so big. So you're going to have to wait until the second half because I've got a question for you that is dealing with women and what the financial services industry, how they tend to behave around women. Because I think that they think in some way, well, this is just some, you know, pardon my phrase, some dumb woman that won't know any better when in reality, I think that that's the exact opposite of what we should be as advisors, how we're dealing and handling women. So you just sit tight. We're going to be coming back after our break and we're going to be dealing with the financial services industry and how it treats women, because I think that this is something that Amanda has stumbled across that is going to be very, very insightful. And I encourage all of you as listeners, if you have questions, please go to our website, www.johnson, J-O-H-N-S-O-N, W-I-M stands for Wealth Income Management, dot com, and post your question to us. Reach out to us. Let us know what kind of topics you'd like to hear us discuss on each episode every Saturday morning. You just stick with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson, powered by the Retirement Income Store. After a certain age, you shouldn't be overexposed to stock market risk, yet you might still be trying to squeeze every last drop out of today's market. And although fixed income investment can offer less risk than stocks, it doesn't mean you have to sacrifice return. In fact, recently, some fixed income investments have actually outperformed stocks, but yet you're still waiting to act. To learn more about the Retirement Income Store, call your local Retirement Income Specialist, Matthew Johnson of Johnson Wealth and Income Management at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. The Retirement Income Store, where retirees go for income. Investing in the stock market these days is like riding a roller coaster. One minute you're moving up slow and steady just the way you like it, and then all of a sudden, your investment portfolio is in a free fall. Up 800 points, down 800 points. It can be very scary. A lot of people no longer gamble with their retirement in the stock market. If you are tired of the ride and want to look at safer options or would like to learn a better way to grow your money during these times, call Johnson Wealth and Income Management at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. And for more information, visit us online at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. Welcome back to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson, powered by the Retirement Income Store. 
And welcome back to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management. And I'm so thrilled to still have here, she hasn't left the studio, ladies and gentlemen, she hasn't run out on me yet, Amanda Johnston, my partner, financial advisor in Johnson Wealth and Income Management, a retirement income store. And Amanda, I got to say, you kind of left us with this bit of a cliffhanger. We were talking about, you know, how the industry tends to talk in all of these esoteric terms, all of these real lofty technical stuff. And I'm just kind of curious, as a woman, when you're sitting down and you're having a meeting, and let's just say it's an estate planning attorney, right? You've got to get estate planning done. And he's talking about this and that and the other, and he's using all these technical terms. Does that make you feel confident? Does that make you feel safe? What does that do for you internally when you're getting just vomited on to use that term? Sorry, but all of this stuff is being dumped on you and it's terms that you don't even understand. What does that make you feel like? I'm just kind of curious. Well, it definitely doesn't elicit confidence. That's for sure. I think that a lot of women, it really takes a lot of courage to stand up and say, okay, this is what we have going on. I'm going to take ownership of this and be a part of the picture. Okay. So first of all, that takes a lot of courage to do. Now, if you have someone in your life who is kind of talking maybe a little bit, it feels like over your head, like they're using very technical terms that you just simply don't understand. Well, that definitely doesn't elicit confidence. In fact, it probably elicits more insecurity than ever because now you've taken this big step to get involved and to ask questions and start the process of just educating yourself. And then you have a professional in your life who isn't accommodating to that. And you have someone who isn't taking the time to teach you and educate you on stuff that you have no idea and you know you don't know. I've got a name for that kind of advisor. You know what that name is. That, that? That's the just trust me advisor, right? Just, sure. just trust me. Yeah. Right? You don't need to know. Just <laughs> yeah. Wait and see. I'm pretty certain that that's what Bernie Madoff probably told most of his, <laughs> oh, most, no. <laughs> most of his clients as well. So I think it's true. So I'm just going to give a really simple example. You know, one of the most prolific type of investments that we have in the world today is the mutual fund, right? And mutual funds. They can be a good tool for the toolbox. They really can. But the reason that they become so popular is because they're easy, right? Mm-hmm. They're easy. And even financial advisors, I think that they become captivated by the ease. And that's the, the reason I call it the disease of ease. That's yeah, exactly you're, right. <laughs> yeah, yep. It's easy to check mark a box and say, okay, great. You're fully allocated. You know, boom, just like that. Yeah. And they say, oh, don't worry about it. Just trust me. There's like a thousand different companies in this mutual fund that they're investing in. And, you know, surely most of them have got to be doing pretty well, right? Surely. But then what they won't do, don't call me surely, but what they do do, right, is they don't ever get into the actual cost. So this is one of the things that I find women are very cost conscious, more so than men. You know, mm-hmm. I remember going to Dave Ramsey and he talks about in every household, you either have the free spirit or you have the nerd or the dweeb, whatever he called that person, right? And so yeah. one is very technical and they're very specific, right? They're very, very technical on what they're spending their money on and they're very careful and that sort of thing. While the they're other generally one, very good savers. Exactly. While the other one, you know, they don't give two hoots and a holler. If they want it, they buy it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we have to be cost conscious when it comes to investing our money, right? And in a mutual fund, you can have up to a dozen different costs and 401ks and that sort of thing. But a mutual fund itself, you're going to have three predominant costs. You're going to have 12B1 fees, you're going to have an expense ratio, and you're going to have a drag cost. 
And it's interesting, women will be the ones that ask me, well, what is a 12B1 fee? Absolutely. We are the misers, of course. <laughs> well, that way you get to buy your shoes and your handbags. Of course. Right? That's yeah. right. Okay. I'm very smart. So they'll say, well, what is a 12B1 fee? And I'll say, well, that's a commission. That's a commission that you pay to the advisor that sold this to you. And they say, well, what's a commission? Well, a commission is like a finder's fee. Okay. So you remember back in the day when you would buy a ticket to go somewhere from a travel agency, the airline paid a commission to the travel agent for selling the ticket, right? So they were the go-between. It was like a finder's fee. Well, I found this person. I sold a ticket for American Airlines. Now American Airlines pays me for selling that ticket, right? So then I'll talk about the expense ratio and they'll say, well, what is that? Well, that's where you actually paid the fund manager to manage the fund. And they say, well, but wait a minute, that's what I paid the advisor for. No, I'm sorry. That's an additional cost. Mm -hmm. And then here's the funny part. I'll talk about the drag cost and they'll say, well, what's a drag cost? And I'll say, well, the drag cost is the fee that you're paying to pay for the advertising of the mutual fund company that you're buying a product from. And they'll say, you know what? That's the only thing that they actually named appropriately because boy, is that a drag, right? <laughs> yeah. Right? Okay. So it's those questions. It's about being curious, mm -hmm. right? And asking the questions, no matter how stupid or silly you think those questions are. Those are important questions because not only is this your hard-earned money, but you know that you're paying someone, right, or potentially paying someone for the services that you're rendering. And you don't yeah. probably mind paying something, but you don't want to be hosed. You don't want to be ripped off. Absolutely. Right? It's perfectly fair, in my opinion, to pay a fee when there's a value add for you, right? But if you feel like you're kind of getting ripped off, then that's another alarm bell for sure. <laughs> And it always adds insult to injury, right? Because if that mutual fund goes down in value because the market's selling off and you're losing value, mm -hmm. but then all of a sudden you're paying fees on top of that, that just adds insult to injury, right? Absolutely. And I think there is a level of accountability that needs to be held with a professional in your life to answer those really tough questions, very specific. And like I said, even if you're just kind of stumbling your way through the dark, you're going to find a light switch and you're going to get to the bottom of wherever you need to go. And that is so super important. I agree. I agree. So if you're thinking, you know, that really does make sense. Or if you have questions about today's discussion, I'm going to encourage you to reach out to me. Call our office at 866-290-3837. My staff will put together some educational materials that I know will be of value to you. And we'll email them to you or we'll mail them if you prefer. If you have questions, we will do our best to answer them for you. Take the first step. Reach out at 866-290-3837. Again, that's 866-290-3837. So let's make it real now. Okay, Let's just give a for instance. So God bless them, but there's a lot of women that are on the front lines of the medical field today. Mm -hmm. They have 403Bs, right? There's a lot of teachers that, you know, they've been dealing with those room full of children, what I refer to as the little small Petri dishes of disease and illness, right? They're always, you know, draining something from some orifice as children, oh my uh, goodness. right? So it's, it's a wonder teachers, you know, they have the strongest immune system in the world, it seems like, but they've worked hard, right? They have sacrificed, they've reared their children probably at the same time that they've been working. And so they've worked maybe... 15, 20, 25, 30 years, and they've got this thing that they've been squirreling money away every pay period, the 403B, the 401K, whatever it is, okay? And here they are, they find themselves, they're 62 years of age, 
they know that retirement's a lot closer than it ever was before. And they're nervous. They look at the market. They don't have a great feeling. The market's at an all-time high. And everybody's, you know, standing out on the street corners with their pom-poms and they're saying, go stock market, go. But the women, I find, are in tune with the feelings that they have. This is the money that they are going to rely upon for the rest of their life. What's one thing that they could do to help them feel more confident and to get them into a place that would give them that confidence? What's one thing that they could do, Amanda? Absolutely. So I do want to address something that you said. I absolutely agree that women as investors are typically a lot more empathetic, just naturally. And they call it women's intuition for a reason, right? And so if you are in a situation where you do have some savings, whether it's a little or a lot, it doesn't matter. It's your money. You have worked your butt off for it. You got to protect it, right? And when you are nearing the age of retirement, The IRS has a provision that allows you to roll over from a 403B or a 401k account into a traditional IRA, an individual retirement account. And at 59 and a half, you are able to do that. And it's kind of the metaphorical shackles breaking free because, you know, your 403B or your 401k account that you have you know, they kind of keep you locked into some pretty aggressive investments naturally because you're accumulating, you're saving, it's designed for growth. But you're coming into the phase of life where now you need to really focus on something different. Now you need to create income from the savings that you have. That's a very important shift to make. And with transferring those funds into say an IRA, it's going to be really important because those shackles come off. And I always say to you, and you always make fun of me for it, but, you know, I always say the world is your oyster, right? Well, when you move to an individual retirement account, the world really is your oyster. Now you're not locked into the more aggressive type of funds. Now you can focus on something totally different and whatever you would like to have, whether it's something that's maybe a little bit safer, producing for you consistent interest and dividends, that's kind of more aligned with where you are here today. I think that that's a great point. And, you know, I've shared with so many different classes and so many different webinars and clients in general that, you know, the reason I've seen so many people run out of money before they ran out of life or uh, I've watched as their income was greatly diminished later on in retirement was because they made that simple and yet terrible decision to continue to hang on to those growth based investments while they were in the distribution phase of their life. So you brought up something that was interesting. Number one, how do they make their money safer? Great. So they could roll it to an IRA. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think I understand that. But what could they do to not only make their money safer, but create this income that they know they're going to need? Because we can't live on Social Security alone. We're going to have mm-hmm. to have another stream of income. Absolutely. So when you're talking about investments in general, you know, there is a whole universe of conservative income generating investments out there that actually pay you interest and dividends. Those are the three magical words, in my opinion. And so with dividends and interest coming to you consistently through things like bonds or bond like instruments, like I said, there's a whole whole universe out there that's available to you. And I think utilizing asking questions to the professional in your life and making sure that they're taking the time to educate you on what you're in and what might be better for you at this stage in your life is something that's going to be totally invaluable to you as you make that transition. I think that that's a great point. And one of the things that I think we've gotten away from some of the wisdom that's been buried is the fact that those 
old-fashioned income-generating type investments. The reason that they are so steady is because it's investing by contract. Mm -hmm. When you invest in a stock or mutual fund or an index fund, there is no contract. That's just the whims of Wall Street. And, you know, growth is a bit of a fickle mistress. We saw that back in February and March where the stock market, you know, tanks over 30% in six weeks. It was like very scary. Everybody's hair was on fire, right? Absolutely. You, you had all this uncertainty and you didn't know if it was going to turn into another 2008. And so here's the irony. The irony is if you want more income, you naturally have to make your money safer. And to many of our clients, that is a win-win. Well, folks, I hate to say it because I've just had so much fun with you, Amanda. Thank you for being here today. Thank you. But we are out of time. If some part of today's discussion really resonated with you and you have questions about today's discussion, you have questions that you want to have answered with regards to something that we discussed, I'm going to encourage you, do the right thing and reach out to me at 866-290-3837. If you have questions, I will do my very best to spend a few moments to answer those questions for you. So take the first step. Reach out to us at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. And I just want to remind all of you, we're all in this together. And where you are today, we can get you to where you want to be tomorrow. You just have to take massive action. So remember, it's up to you to make today a great day. That's all the time we have for today. To schedule 15 minutes with Matthew off the air, call 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. And for more information, visit us online at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. We will be back again next week at this same time for another Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson.